Hello, and welcome back to A to Z with Amy Z. I'm your host, Amy Z. So a little known fact about me, I have always been fascinated by architecture. I like home layouts. I like just looking at things like um, whether it's driving through a neighborhood or um, watching a home being built in my neighborhood. Even as a kid, I would head for the home section of the newspaper on the weekends because we usually only got it on the weekends. And I would, one, grab the coupons because I like clipping those too. And yes, I would browse through the comic section, but the home section was where it was at for me. I liked when they would um, display a couple of the feature homes and they would show the layout. I liked looking from down, downward towards like the the blueprint of it, you know, like um, where the rooms were, how the door swung open, where's the pantry, how do you get from the garage to the home? Like I just, I loved that whole I was just fascinated by it, let's just say. So, um, and then as Mike and I built our own addition on our house, both in Indiana and as we've gutted homes there and then here in St. Louis, like there has been, I just, I kind of enjoy not so much like the architecture and engineering of it all, but I I even like, like when he'll say, well, we can't take out that well because of this or that could work, but then you have to do this. Like I like even some of the constraints that I've been put under in order to make something the way I need it to make, like having to sort of tweak that in my brain and tetricize things so that this block can go to this block and this block, and then we can have the full picture, right? So that I believe is partly why I wanted to check out this mystery castle. That is where we went this last weekend. We went to a place in near South Mountain in Phoenix, Arizona called My Mystery Castle. Why my? I don't know. They never really explained that and I didn't ask. But it's the My Mystery Castle. The, I will put a link in the show notes if you're interested in checking it out, both either if you're here or just through their website, which is kind of antiquated. But regardless, you'll get some more information. So we went to this mystery castle this weekend. A man by the name of Boyce Gully, who was originally from Washington State, moved down to the Phoenix area because he was diagnosed in the 20s with tuberculosis. Now, at that time, tuberculosis was, there was no real understanding of the disease or how to treat it, what to do. It was highly contagious. So basically, he was going to have to quarantine for life anyway. So he had heard, though, that in the, the South and the weather would can help his condition. So he fled. He fled, didn't tell his wife, didn't tell his kid, didn't tell his family, packed up his shit and got out and got to to Phoenix and found some mining land. Um so I guess it was yeah, it was free property. It was old mining land or whatever. You just had to I guess basically they didn't really say like maintain it, but he did have to do some stuff on the land. And then after so much time, if you're proving that you're like mining it and you're taking care of it and you're doing whatever, then it becomes yours. So that's what he did. And he didn't tell his family for a while. And when he until he kind of gotten established a little bit and he sent letters home telling him, you know, he's building this house or whatever. He never told anybody at TB. He never he, tuberculosis. I think it's not TB, is it? Anyway, that he never told anybody still. He just kind of just took off and was working on this house. So he worked on this house for 15 years until his death 
And when then when he died, they sent word to the family and the, the mom and the, the daughter came down and had no idea what they just knew there was a house in Phoenix. They they didn't really pack up all their stuff because they were like, well, we're we just we don't know what we're going into. Let's just go check it out. They ended up living there until both of their deaths because they loved it. But it was this castle. So if anything, you have to go online and at least look and and see. I'll, I'll, yeah, no, I'm going to post some pictures on Instagram. So go on my Instagram or go and check out their website because it's very, very, very interesting. It reminded me a lot of if anybody here has been to St. Louis, we have what's called the City Museum. There is another one apparently I th- on the East Coast somewhere that's somewhat similar where it's basically an adult playground. Kids can go there too, made of all recycled materials. I think it's it's at least four stories, if not five. I know the rooftop's open now too for extra admission. Just full of, there's a old bus and an airplane hanging off the side of the building. You can go and play in those things in the in the and the, gosh, I don't even, crawl spaces, I don't know what to call them, to get to them. And then the inside, there's like a four-story slide and there's caves and things you can crawl through. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's so hard to describe this place, but it reminded me of that. And so if you're ever in St. Louis, please check it out. It's like 20 bucks to enter, but you, groups of 10 or more, it's even cheaper. Look for a coupon. It is worth your time. Just make sure you wear either like junky clothes or dirty stuff that you don't mind gets ripped because it is recycled stuff and things happen. And while they do maintain it fairly regularly and they are checking out and is a very viable, energetic space to be in, things do happen. I ripped a pair of pants there once. No big deal. It was so much fun. It was so worth it. So anyway, that was a squirrel side note. Sorry. Going to this mystery castle, I I was intrigued not only because it's his home and I want to see how somebody can put all that together um, in the side of a mountain, but all the, the things that he used to put it together, just that really fascinated me. So for 15 years, he builds this house, his castle, and the wife and the daughter pull up and they see this. Okay, so let's let me tell you this. This The reason why he built a castle was because when he was well, him and his daughter would go to the beach and he would build sandcastles with his daughter. And obviously they got washed away by the incoming waves. And so she asked, she wished her daddy would build her a castle that would never wash away. So so all that to say, he never did get to see his, his wife and his daughter again. And he ends up dying on a train to California. Isn't it beautiful, though, that he had her in mind this entire time as he's building this home? homes almost it it's a it's a nice size home but it also has like these separate like guest houses almost like no running water when he built it and no electricity but he did have a lot of that piped in and ready to go so i mean i guess if you had like the fluidity of like one septic system and well water maybe you'd feel like more like a home but it was like so a lot of these places spaces i should say still don't have electricity or running water, just the main like house part of it, the main bits of it. That was another squirrel. I wasn't going to go that direction. Um, so now, so, okay, so let's talk about what happened. So he perishes in on the way in a train ride on the way to California to see some family there. And the wife and the daughter come down, check out this amazingly strange castle they decided they're going to live there for life. I mean, 
that's pretty incredible. So this was 1945 when he passed away and then they came. Well, in 1948, Life magazine did a a, a bit on a, a, an article. And from about that year on, people would just show up wanting to check this thing out that they read in Life magazine and they began giving tours. So they've been doing tours since 1948 on this property. And that's how they've made the the women made their living. The mom died there and was buried in Phoenix and the daughter died in 2010 and just kept doing it. So now it's run by a 503C, 501C3. Lord Jesus, I'm having a day. Anyway, and they all the so all the proceeds go to just, you know, continue to caring for the property and it's 10 bucks. Do it. It's fun. Okay, that was another side note. I was going to wait till later, but um it's 10 bucks cash only no credit cards. It does say somewhere, I did read somewhere that they accept checks, but when you come up to this place, it's it's cash only. It's definitely cash only. It literally went right into his wallet. Um, $5 per child. They are, they are only open from October 1st to May 28th. And they do close if it's raining because it can get really slippery there. There's no real railings or safety measures. So and because it, it definitely would not pass any kind of like today's standard code inspections. No, no way, no how. Um, so be careful. Wear good shoes. Um, be ready for lots of steps and some narrow pathways at times. I mean, it's it's fine. Like you can even peek in a room if you don't really want to go into it. But just be prepared for that. Uh, okay, so October 1st to May 28th, $10, 11 to 3.30, Thursday through Sunday only. And there's no tour times. You just show up when enough people standing on the steps waiting to get in. That's basically when they say, all right, you know, now next tour, let's let's do this. Or when like there's nobody, as long as there's not like anybody ahead of you. If there's a tour group ahead and they're in the main room or they're in a certain space and they can't like, they obviously can't coincide. So, so yeah, so just be prepared to wait at the steps until they're ready, until a guide can take you through. So dress appropriately for that as well, because you are in the heat. There's no shade, really. Bring water, wear good shoes, and be ready to do some steps. I will say our tour guide was a doll. He was a, he was a good guy. He was a friend of the family, and so knew a lot about the care and the of the property and the history. And you can sense that everyone we met was very respectable, respectful of of keeping that history alive and making sure that their memory stands true. Um, there was no more children after the daughter died. So there's nobody to inherit this property but them. And you can see, you can feel the sense of ownership that they feel to it. And I'm so grateful because there's not a lot of places like this out there. So it was really, yeah, it was just a really fun thing. So a lot of the materials that that he used were taken from the mountain. So there's a lot of stones, a lot of, you know, boulders used. Um, he even used, which you can't do now, is like old cactus, uh, saguaro cactus when they die. It's basically like limber, limber. I'm not limber, man. Lumber that you can shape or it's in the shape of saguaro. You can cut it down and do different things. So you can't do that anymore, but he used stuff like that. He used old telephone poles and boxcar wood for the the ceilings of the roof. And um, the neatest things were these bricks. 
So I guess back in the day, they couldn't really regulate the temperature of kilns as much as they can now, obvious. Um, so like the ends of them, they'd be like a regular looking brick, but then the end would be like all squirrely and stuff. And so there's tons of that, lots of glass, lots of tile. He even used like the rims of his tire to build like a, a windows and things like that. Like, there's a lot of interesting recycled materials in the and what is really cool is a lot of it has stood the test of time a lot of it is in really great shape some of the staircases were not in such great shape especially ones that were exposed to the elements um and without a railing or any other kind of stabilizing structure next to it they're pretty decrepit and gone and so obviously you can't go into those kinds of spaces you, they do let you see a lot of it, but there is some, you know, some guarded spots that they don't really want people to go into. And that's fine. That's like any typical museum. You kind of can peek here and peek there, but then you can only walk through so much. Um, but yeah, they, he just, you, he used anything that he could get for, for cheap or free, really reinventing the whole idea. Like we, we have forests growing quickly, just so that we can cut them down and build homes. And then, you know, that home only lasts, what, 50 years in the country? And then they knock it out to big, build some other McMansion. So it really makes you think a lot about what we're using to building our homes and how long that's meant to last. And or what else could be used to build a home that can last? Like, it's all those things that just kind of get your wheels spinning when you when you go and check places like this out. So yeah, it was definitely something that was very fun, super unique. Um, to imagine that people were living there is kind of out of this world. They they don't do tours in the summer specifically because so many so much of the wildlife, I guess he didn't get into that too much, but like I'm thinking lots of scorpions, maybe some coyotes, things that need shelter, want to get cool. I can't imagine what that was like. Um I don't know. Maybe then they went back to Seattle or something when when it got too hot and they didn't want to deal with like bobcats coming into the window. I know I would, but that's why they don't do summer tours and there's no air conditioning. So anything in Arizona without air conditioning, just just stay the heck away is what I say. I am not a girl that likes the heat for very long. It was very tchotchke ridden, which made me slightly weirded out you know, there's a lot of dust and dirt and things when you're building the side of a mountain. Then when you add those tchotchkes, it's just kind of like, it just kind of gives you this. It wasn't like a creepy energy at all. It was just kind of like overwhelming. There was so much to see and so much to look at and so many bits and pieces here and there. I think it just became a lot of information for my brain to even just absorb visually. So keep that in mind as well. You could get a little claustrophobic here and there, but otherwise I would definitely check it out if you're in the area and if you're intrigued by that sort of thing. I say do it. Listen up to the next episode when we chat about why it's hard to ask for help. I would love for you to rate and review the show, share with a friend and spread the love. Leave a comment on Instagram with show ideas, questions or comments, or email me A to Z with Amy Z at gmail.com. And if you love what you hear and you want more, consider buying me a cup of coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash A to Z with Amy Z.